Come on. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then, if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. What's going on? And thanks for tuning in to another live edition of Titillating Sports. Nice to have you with us wherever you are listening in this great land of ours and, uh, okay, foreign lands. You know, the sun never sets upon the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. That's because of uh, many different uh, outlets and entities Uh, First and foremost, proud and privileged of being on the American Forces Radio Network. That's 500 outlets, 177 countries, ships at sea as well. It's uh, great to have you with us if you are listening um, in uh, the military, whatever branch you are with. Darling, 1-800-878-PLAY. Is it all right? Sorry. I can't do that at all, can I? I still live in England. They always throw a little, uh, can I, haven't I? It's actually a little, like, screwdriver dig into your stomach. I remember one time when I was in England, my uh, friend was looking for his keys. And uh, I said, do you, uh, do you know where you might have uh, left them? And he said, <laughs> when so- in America... If someone said, do you know where you left your keys? We'd be like, I don't know. Maybe over there. I don't know. That's what we would say. we go, I don't know. He said verbatim, when somebody loses something, they don't know where that item is. Do they? Just that extra little do they. I haven't said that at all, haven't I? Well, I'll do that, shall I? It's just that extra little, I like it. Yeah, it's a dig. What am I talking about? I don't know. Big show today coming up after the break. Four-time NBA champion John Sally is back again. We also have Michael Ian Black. He always is a little bit too good for us. Mo Mandel as well, local comedian, worldwide star. It's all here for you. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Want to hear something amazing? 
Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Angie's List is now Angie. Summer is the perfect time to book your next home project. From lawn care to a new patio, Angie makes it simple to connect with pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, upfront pricing, and instantly book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price, plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com, and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee htm. Hi, this is Ron Barr, and I've got great news for anyone suffering from ongoing pain due to aging, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Relief Factor is a 100% research-based formula that was created to combat the root causes of inflammation. Relief Factor is designed to address sore muscles, stiff joints, aches, and the general discomfort you may feel. There are four key ingredients, and each approaches the body's natural inflammatory response function from a different metabolic pathway. And they've got something special for Sports Byline Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. Head to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-500-8384. Relief Factor helps to support a healthy response to inflammation and decreases discomfort from the effects of daily living. And you can get yours at relieffactor.com or by calling 1-800-500-8384. Your life, your freedom. Get back to living at relieffactor.com. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thanks for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast, around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's uh, been a while, but it's great to have John Sally back on the show. Many rings with uh, many teams and, of course, a great broadcaster as well. He's here to talk about a company called ICIN, uh, through which he is a strategic advisor. We'll get to that in a second. John, first of all, are you in the camp when you look at Giannis 
staying with his small market team and just thinking, well, that's great for the league that, you know, it wasn't a super team. It was a homegrown team. Or are you sort of in the camp of, hey, I just want to see good basketball. I don't really care about that. <laughs> uh, how you doing, man? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to tell you. I, I think all the NBA is big. And, you know, because I played in the small market supposedly in Detroit. And we won two championships, and it's great for the city. It was great for the NBA. Um, but he can be in a small market, but he got a big old check. So, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so uh, remember, I look at the NBA, and I used to use the analogy, and you're old enough to know, of IBM. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just played in the Detroit office, the Chicago office, the Miami office, and the Los Angeles Lake and the Los Angeles office. But it's all part of the league and making the league the best league in the world. That's interesting. You know, um, I remember speaking with Jay Billis, and I said, "How much do you hear Coach K in your head still to this day?" And he said, "Every day." So for you, how much do you hear Chuck Daly in your head? Oh, uh, I, I don't. I have I, I I had great coaches my whole life. Ted Gustus, Body Davis, Jerry Perlmutter, Lou Dalmeda, uh and, and and Phil Jackson and and Chuck. I you know I never carried it that way. I always knew it was the show. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to the show, I just Chuck used to say I had the best mental health because he could yell at me and do whatever. And I said, just don't take me out the game. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care when you're a coach. You're supposed to yell. That's just frustrating because you you know they're not able to do it. But Chuck, his life words were unbelievable. His his idea and attention to detail in his clothing transpired to his attention to detail in basketball. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned from his movement more than hearing him in my head. Just one more question about Chuck. I remember him in an interview years ago saying that he did way more coaching at the NBA level than he ever did at any other level. And I found that surprising because you think, oh, geez, once guys get to the pros, they pretty much know what they're doing. But uh, can you kind of like, how does that resonate with you? Well, it does because he has to coach you. Uh, uh, I do health and wellness, right? And, and, Mm -hmm. And when I'm coaching somebody through, I may, it may be instructions on the back of the packet. You may sit around and go to my website and order something, and you're still going to ask me how to take it. It's amazing. <laughs> it says two tablets in the morning, two at night, and people still ask, so when should I take this? What time in the morning? So what he also meant by coaching is you may see something and your brain may be somewhere else, because that's a lot of times what happened in the NBA is, is how long you can hold concentration. Like Kobe Bryant can hold concentration um, their entire game. Some people falter in and out. It's really hard to get people to stay that focus. Um, so he's good at coaching you in the focus. I know, you know, uh, Chuck Daly would always say, okay, they're probably going to run this play. Remember to do this when this happens. That's coaching. Very interesting. John Sally is with us. All right, let's talk about ICAN. They're an innovator of visual technology that enables customers and partners to offer high-resolution 3D volumetric imaging to business and consumers, and they have something called the RYZ holographic technology, which is kind of like the uh, help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. What, what's, going yeah. on? what's going on here, John? Well, this is the deal. My, my, one of my partners, uh, Rolando and John Spoggy, uh, 
had gone down and was telling me about this. I was like, ah, fellas, we don't need to do anything else. Let's just focus on this. And he was like, now this is the most, this is an amazing thing, John, and I know you're a techie. Uh, I graduated from Georgia Tech, but became a techie because I just like, you know, knowing how all the new stuff works. And he wanted me to go down and meet these people. I said, I'm not going anywhere. Like, you can call me on FaceTime. Let me see what's happening. Man, when I was so upset that I didn't go on that trip down to see these guys and and meet this unbelievable genius named Taylor. I'm telling you, I'm not exaggerating. I asked to be in this company. Like, that's how far in the future this company is going to be. And when they're making things, they're not making things with the idea. When I can make this, well, we don't know. We want it for this application. They're literally not going forth with things if it can't help humanity. Not going to be like, oh, we found an atom. Let's make an atom bomb. Then we're not doing that. <laughs> so, so what happened is when I go down, I, I take a ride down with my other business partner, partner named Megan Brophy, and I sit in front of this genius. And I start paying attention. And I say, so you make the hologram that we saw in iRobot with Will Smith when he was talking to the doctor. He said, yes. So literally, I told Will Smith, I, I said, that thing that you were just looking at a green screen and we thought it was real because we're watching the movie, I met the group that made it real. And that's, that's the best thing I'm going to tell you. Like, they made it real. So imagine... Being able, I went to see Tupac um, at, at in the hologram at Coachella. I wasn't missing it. I want I wanted to see the technology, and everything had to be dark and and you know I don't mind that everything is black, but everything had to be dark and dark so you can see it. They now figured out how to bend light where it can be regular, where it can be in the light, and it can be a life size, and it can help. Imagine seeing. Uh, as opposed to looking at an x-ray and turning it three ways and acting like you know what you're looking at. Imagine looking at it in a hologram where you can turn it, twist it, break it apart, and see exactly what it is. It, it's, it's Iron Man, and everybody had seen that. So involving myself with a company that literally sees it and makes it. I don't know if anybody knows a movie called Odyssey 1001 or 2001. And it starts off in the first 20 minutes, no one is talking. But there's a situation where he sits down and he grabs his pad and he moves his finger back and forth. And I heard when Steve Jobs saw that, saw that he said, I want that. So 25 years later, he made the iPad. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's, that's exactly where I am, right down there, yeah. almost in San Diego. I'm not going to tell you where because I don't want you at my doorstep. And... I drive back and forth to the office once or twice a month all the way from um, Calabasas. I, I take the trip because it's important to be on the cutting edge with things that are going to help humanity. Wow, that's amazing stuff. Do you, and we just have about a minute, is this just going to be for medical? Is this a way to like, are we going to text people in the future like our hologram faces? Like, I don't even know where this technology is going to go. Oh, I do. And uh, it's a situation where hey, uh, I'm at the beach, and then boom, the hologram can come out, and I can be sitting at the beach with you, wow. not just on the iPhone. Wow. Hey, this is, you, you know, it's, 
it's all changing according to the lockdown, how people are going to interact with each other. Mm-hmm. People are wearing masks again. There supposedly is a, is a surge. Got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. So you want to be in these places. Office. Zoom was great. I'm not talking against that company. But imagine having a speaker come and speak and everybody's hologram is there and you're at home in your shorts. This is, this is the future, bro. It, it, it's not going back to the old way. And anybody that wants it to, needs to realize uh, you're delusional. So the future is happening, and Iken is going to be a part of it. I, and I'm going to be a part of that. <laughs> I can, uh, everybody can go online to Iken Inc. That's I-K-I-N-I-N-C, IkenInc.com for more information. John Sally's with it. John, you're getting me fired up for it. Thanks for coming yeah, on, you man. You better get involved, brother. <laughs> I'll only show up on your doorstep to trick-or-treat, all right? <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, John. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back. sell your home if you've sold a home before you remember how stressful and expensive it was sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress there are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home did you know you could trade in your home for a new one did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission it's true Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. It doesn't really matter. I, uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. Coast to coast, around the globe, on American Forces Radio Network. There's a uh, documentary that's recently been shown at uh, the Real Real Recovery Film Festival in Los Angeles and New York City. It's called, how's this for alliteration, From Felony to Fitness to Free. And it is about our guest, Doug Bobst. Doug is a guy who has been an incredible human interest story, but uh, he is now an award-winning personal trainer, author, speaker, business owner as well. Doug, welcome to the uh, the, the program. And, uh, you know, your, your path has taken many uh, uh, twists and turns. Uh, what did you feel about the, uh, the documentary and, um, and, you know, cameras uh, showing your, your life stories uh, more or less? Well, Rick, thank you so much so much for having me. I mean, yeah, it's pretty surreal. Um, the documentary was actually shown at the film festival, um, a couple of years ago and it was more or less, it was just a short, um, summary of my story because my story, you know, I'm lucky to be alive. I guess, as you can tell from the title, I mean, fitness saved my life, um, from the depths of addiction and despair when I was incarcerated on felony drug charges. And I essentially just wanted to, to get my story out there in a way um, that people could relate to and hopefully inspire other people to make that change as well. You think about, you know, when I was growing up in the 60s and 70s, you'd hear about, oh, a heroin overdose. And then I'm not saying that ODing went away, but now it's exponentially high, especially with fentanyl. And in 2020, the drug overdose deaths had just skyrocketed. So what are what are some of the answers? Because you know, suing drug companies. Uh, I mean, what does that help, right? What what are we going to do about this? Yeah, I think underneath of all of the the drug epidemic stuff that's going on is a mental health crisis where so many people are, are battling depression, anxiety, 
mean, stress, PTSD, and all these things, and they're just using drugs as a means to cope with it. And I think people have always done that. Like you mentioned, growing up in the 60s and 70s and people overdosing on heroin. And even when I was growing up, when people died from drugs, it was because they were doing too much of a drug. And now we're seeing that people are more or less being poisoned, where heroin or the coke or the oxy or whatever it is is, is laced with, with fentanyl. And so it's, it's killing people a lot faster. And, and obviously, like COVID and the pandemic and the isolation, like, like really wreaked havoc on a lot of people's mental health and um, exacerbated things. And people, maybe, maybe people weren't addicts. Um, before COVID and because they just were unable to deal with the financial, mental, and emotional stress that was created as a result of the pandemic, they turned to drugs and then the addictions, their addictions got worse. And then on top of that, of course, was the people who were struggling with addiction before that. And the answer, if I had the answer, you know, I'd be a, I'd be very, uh, I'd be a highly sought after person, I think. But unfortunately, I don't think it's an, an easy answer. I think we need more access to, um, qualified treatment facilities and, and medical situations where people can get help. I think we need to reduce the stigma, um, which I think we've done a good job of as far as like it's a lot better than what it used to be. And and I think essentially um, people just need to know that they're not alone and that they are struggling with addiction, if they're struggling to find their way out of that dark, dark hole, um, to not be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Doug Bops is with us. He also has the Adversity Advantage podcast where he interviews a lot of people about some of the methods, tips, and tactics to help people get through their hardships. And you mentioned stigma. And when I was growing up, it was, uh, you know, super macho. Uh, you know, we, we, I played football and you'd, you'd play through a concussion. You didn't want to be a sissy and, and say you were right. hurt. And so the whole thing about mental health now, and it's helped that like Kevin Love and DeMar DeRozan and some other professional athletes, you know, healthy, handsome, rich athletes, you think, what problems do they have? They've come out and said that they have had some mental health issues. We saw with uh, Naomi Osaka as well. So where are we with the whole macho thing? Like, uh, quit crying, you baby, and just, uh, you know, you're not, the, you're not hurt, you're fine. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's hard, especially, I think, for men to admit that they have mental health issues. Yeah, I mean, you know, as men, we're taught to hide our emotions, right? Just tough it up and just get through it. And I'm not saying that there's still not room for that, because I do think perseverance, remaining remaining tough in situations and putting your best foot forward and being confident and not being a victim. I, I agree with that a hundred percent, but I think we also need to have that space for people to be able to, to reach out and ask for help if they are struggling because we, we go through the same stuff that everybody else does. And I think people might look at a professional athlete and they say, well, what problems do they have? They have all the money in the world. They have the fame, they have the followers, they have championships, but, if, if, if money and fame and everything else solved happiness, we wouldn't see some of the notable people that we've seen die of drug overdoses or suicide. We wouldn't, we wouldn't see that happen, right? Mm-hmm. And, and fame and, and money, I mean, that's all a drug, too. And I think what happens is so many people get their identity wrapped up around the name they've created for themselves as an athlete. And when all that goes away, it can be really hard to, to reinvent themselves. What do you think that, you have, I mean, because obviously you've been through so much trials and tribulations and you've learned a lot through personal experience, but with what you're doing with the Adversity Advantage podcast, what are some of the things that you've heard that, you know, light, put a light bulb over your head or raised an eyebrow and I think, well, that's, that's pretty clever. I, I think at the end of the day, the reason I started the podcast wasn't 
necessarily to say, okay, you're going to use adversity and automatically become a better person. It was more about how can we reduce the half-life of the, the trials you're going through? How can we reduce the half-life of the adversity so that you don't make the adversity worse? Because I think that adversity isn't what breaks many of us. It's the way we respond, right? It's the people who maybe go out and cheat on their spouse after they got into a fight. It's the people that go out and, and drink you know, for like three, four, five months straight after a breakup. I mean, I can go on and on with examples, but that's the kind of stuff that makes their problems much worse. And so what I've learned from the show is not only um, just interviewing so many incredible people and their stories, but some of the different tactics that's worked for them to get through hard times. And just knowing that everybody has a story and you have to do what works for you. And then along those same lines, like I've, what I've learned is that everybody – you can only relate to, to somebody's story. Like everybody's story is like relevant. Like I had somebody who was a Holocaust survivor on my podcast who survived Auschwitz, and I was completely blown away by her story. And I was like, wow, if she can get through that, like what am I complaining about? Right. And, and it's tough because I will never understand what somebody like that went through, but just like somebody like her might not essentially understand what I went through. Not that her situation wasn't worse than mine, because it by far was, but like, it's just, we all have different stories. And that's the point I guess I'm trying to make. Last question for you. We just have about a minute and a half, but how do you, how did you in a nutshell rise up? Cause when you get to jail, you might think I've hit rock bottom. I'm a POS. I deserve this. Uh, it's all over for me. How do you get the self love, self respect back? taking small steps and celebrating small wins. I think so many people when they're in that rock bottom moment and they're feeling just completely out of place and tons of darkness, um, they try to set these massive goals like, Oh, I, I want to stay away from drugs for the rest of my life, or I want to lose a hundred pounds tomorrow or whatever. And you just got to focus on losing that first pound. You got to focus on staying sober one day and just being absolutely relentless about becoming the best version of yourself just for that day. And they just start stacking those small days and then over time, it might not guarantee you success, but it surely will get you a lot closer than if you just give up on yourself because you see this huge mountain in front of you. That's Doug Bops. The short doc is called From Felony to Fitness to Free, and you can also uh, check him out on the Adversity Advantage podcast as well. Anything else in the works, Doug? That's it, Rick. Just trying to use my platform, my story, to help other people. Thanks for your, uh, your insights and your time, my man. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. You too. And, uh, you know, it's so true if, if all, you know, fame and money was all you need, you know, it's like, why would Robin Williams kill himself? You know, the thing is, I, I've always looked at it because I think we all know people who have done this, killed themselves. And you're like, I don't get, you know, too deep here, but you can't be of sound mind and look at something insane like that. And then try to make sense of it. Um, to the person who's doing it, it makes sense. Right? They can't take another second of it. They just can't take it anymore. Um, so, you know, when you look at it's sort of like looking at, uh, you know, the cosmos. <laughs> you look at the Milky Way. Yeah, you know, there are a billion galaxies and a billion suns and 10 billion. We, 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 can't, we can't grasp it. So the thing to do, I think, is is, uh, you know, listen to guys like this that have been through it and got through it, especially, um, you know, where he's come from. Doug Bopst, everyone, that's B-O-P-S-T.
I'm Rick Tittle. We will come on back with Michael Ian Black. parts o'reillyauto.com is just a few clicks away we offer convenient options for you to get your parts quickly order online and pick up for free at your local o'reilly auto parts store we'll even bring it out curbside or you can have your parts delivered right to your door with free shipping on most orders over 35 dollars visit o'reillyauto.com oh, 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 O'Reilly. auto parts how can I make sure my office never stops working? With Staples Connect, it's possible. I need to keep my back office stocked without messing up my bottom line. Also possible because Staples Connect has your small business covered with big savings on everything you need to get work done. This week, earn 30% back in a Staples store bonus when you buy any two ink cartridges, including HP. Explore what's new at your local Staples or staplesconnect.com. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. Limit four in-store only. Visit staplesconnect.com slash store bonus for details and 724. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. You can increase the return on investment of your marketing assets by repurposing them. Transform each one into at least two or three different assets to save time and effort that you can devote to other things. A blog post can become several social media messages and vice versa. A brochure can turn into a blog post and an infographic. Be sure to look for multiple ways you can use each asset and reach customers in different ways. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. Enjoy a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Black Friday and July event. Get amazing savings with up to 50% off high-performance computers and tech built for business and be able to take your office with you with Windows 10 Pro. Plus, get great offers on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and more, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Call 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. And speak to a Dell Technologies advisor today. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Uh, What kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western.
Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. Uh, that hurts my feelings. Uh, thank you for that, though. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's great to welcome back to the program comedian Michael Ian Black. He is at uh, Helium Portland. He's got a uh, show tonight. He's got two tomorrow and two on Saturday as well. And uh, Michael was in studio with us uh, eight years ago. And uh, he, he didn't like the studio. We, I always tease him about that. Uh, if you remember, uh, Michael, uh, first of all, it, comedians sometimes, they, they get a little bit pushed out of shape by how they're introduced. Because with you, I can say, you know, purveyor of fart jokes, but I can also say New York Times bestselling author. So how do you like to be introduced? Uh, I guess New York Times bestselling author of fart jokes. <laughs> Good answer. Or the, uh, the the Trump book, right? What was it, The Child's First Book of Trump? That's right, Child's First Book of Trump. How did that go? Did you get any backlash from the MAGA folks? Uh, just on, like, the Amazon reviews, where people were somehow confused and offended that I had made fun of Donald Trump, but uh, that's to be expected. <laughs> I always think it's funny, too, when uh, people don't, uh, it, it's hard for them to separate comedy from reality and, and just realize, you know, satire and just poking fun at things. And it gets way too, it's been lately way too serious. It has been. And uh, I, I've been just staying away from politics in general lately just because I'm exhausted, I'm just exhausted from it. So I'm, I'm happy to talk much more about, you know, hint of lime Tostitos than I am about... <laughs> the uh, the climate apocalypse and all the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, your Twitter used to say, uh, you know, you were in the NFL and you had a few rings, uh, and you, you changed that up on your bio. Lately I have, yeah. Well, look, nobody, of course, people know me as a nine-year NFL veteran and two-time Super Bowl winner, and I don't, I just don't feel like I have the need to put that in my Twitter bio anymore. So now I've changed my Twitter bio to I've just made it a CVS fan account. So it's just about CVS, how much I enjoy CVS. Uh, and so far, CVS has not noticed. And now you just tweet out, I, I have a slight headache. <laughs> Is that normal? <laughs> yeah, I got to finish it, right? Um, how do you find Portland? Because I always like it in years ago when I had... Um, well, what's nice is I don't have to find it. I get on a plane, they find it for me. Dad joke. Ah, you got me. I got I zing. Zing. Uh, Michael, uh, Michael Ian Black. When I had Ian Carmel, wrong Ian. I had Ian Carmel in here years ago, um, you know, when he was like 300 pounds, and now he looks great, and he's engaged, and I'm happy for him. Um, but he said, because he's from Portland, and he said it's a city where people wake up and ride their bike to their job to make sustainable wind chimes. <laughs> That's a pretty good description. Um, that jibes with what I think about it, too. I, in my mind, Portland is the home of the funny bike. It's the place where you just see people riding bicycles in all shapes and sizes and, and peculiarities. That's the first place I feel like I've ever seen like weird bikes as just a common mode of transportation. Uh, so I always, I, that's how I always associated that and fancy donuts. First place I ever had really fancy donuts. Wow. So it's like they kind of take a donut and treat it like a, a muffin with the toppings and stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, Voodoo Donuts was, was the place that I went to. And I don't know if they're still there, but, you know, it was, it was like the first place that thought 
to combine fruity pebbles and donuts. And I thought, <laughs> why hasn't anybody done this before? No doubt. Uh, but for you, though, I, I think you could eat a, a hundred donuts. What, what's the most you've ever weighed in your life? You've never been a day over 180, have you? No, I've never been a day over 180. But, you know, it's funny when, when you get used to yourself at a certain weight or, or size and then you put on a little or lose a little, it feels abnormal. Like right now, I'm probably the heaviest I've ever been. I'm like 168 or something. Right. I always think it's funny. I was listening to Joe List complain about how, you know, he was 175 and he felt like a fat pig and the rest of America's like, hey, you're, you're doing fine. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I feel, but I've still got seven pounds to gain to catch up to him. And I guess it also is, uh, now that I'm diving deeper into this, if your pants feel tight, it doesn't matter how much you weigh, you feel fat, right? Yeah. No kidding. Uh, but it's also just like, it's also a psychological thing because I know what I've been eating and it hasn't been good. Mm. So what? like, I know I'm not taking care of myself. So during the pandemic, how could you work on a new hour? I mean, you have Zooms and outdoor shows, but you know, you couldn't road test your, your new set. So how did you kind of tweak it? I, I, I didn't. I mean, it was impossible. So it was just a question of once I was able to start getting back out, um, and that's what I'm doing right now is, is, is road testing and, and trying new things and figuring things out and um, sort of keeping some stuff that felt appropriate pre-pandemic, jettison, jettisoning a lot of stuff that doesn't feel appropriate anymore or, or as funny or timely. And um, I wouldn't say I'm starting from scratch, but I'm, I'm starting from a fairly new place. Michael Ian Black is with us, and he's at uh, Helium Portland uh, tonight to tomorrow to on Saturday as well. I'm always interested in, in uh, you know, comedians when they think of something, and then, of course, they have to find out if other people think it's funny, and they might ask another comedian, you might ask your, your spouse, what have you, and say, is this something? Can I build off of this? And so it made me think about it in one of your books, <laughs> one of my, the favorite thing that you ever wrote that I, I just couldn't, I still laugh at it is, Billy Joel being asked by the family to play piano, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you're writing that, I mean, you're laughing, but then do you, yeah. what, what do you do? Do you take it to an editor and say, is this something or is this only funny to me? Like, how does that work? I think that with that one, I was, uh, I think I just wrote it just for fun. And mm -hmm. then I sent it to the online site, Nick Sweeney's to see if they wanted it. And they did. So, and then, um, I got feedback on it that people thought it was really funny, so it went in my book. And it's also, I think, too, this weird thing where, like, you could do, like, tomorrow you have two sets, and you might kill at 7, do the exact same stuff at 9.30, and, you know, crickets. And you think, and but in your mind, you're like, no, no, this, this worked on Fallon and Kimmel. I know this is funny. It's you guys. You're the problem. <laughs> I mean, how does that work? I just think it's cruel that you think I'm going to bomb tomorrow night. I mean, I don't know why <laughs> you just immediately said you're going to bomb Hi cricket Hi hypothetically. Night. Oh, hypothetically. Sure. Um, it's funny. I, I think some comedians are of the school that you just described where they go, uh, I know this is funny. You guys are terrible. Mm -hmm. And some comedians are more neurotic like me where you're like, I was funny at 7 o'clock, and now I'm no longer funny as a human being and never will be again at 9.30. Like, you just blame yourself rather than the audience. Yeah, that's the thing, like, talking to comedians, as long as I have, there are some who have said, like, I'll be in the middle of my, my set that's on rails. I've been doing it for months. 
something hits and I think I'm the greatest comedian ever and something does it and then I think I'll never be funny again the rest of my life and they ride that wave the whole set. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that that you can surf that wave uh about 50 times during a set, you know, just going up and down and jumping on waves and falling off and almost drowning and getting back up on the board and just trying to get back to shore. I mean, that's that's the high wire act to mix my metaphors that is stand up comedy. It is that thing of you are you know, riding a surfboard or, or, or walking a, a high wire, and you have no backup. I mean, it's just you on that stage, and you have to figure out how to survive. So I think that's where, I think that's the attraction for a lot of comedians. I mean, just in terms of performance, I think it's about the most terrifying thing you can do. Um, it's just a, it, it, it's a crazy art form, and I'm amazed that people can do it. I mean, you know, putting my, taking myself out of the equation when I see it done well, I, 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 I think it's amazing. Yeah. I remember, um, Craig Fitzsimmons said, you know, he's growing up, he couldn't get a girl to look at him. And all of a sudden he's on stage and he's got 40 hot women staring at him. It's a powerful thing too. Yeah. I mean, I always think if there's 40 hot women staring at me, it's because, uh, either my fly is down or <laughs> they, <laughs> I'm never thinking like, Oh, these women really like me. That, that thought has never crossed my mind when I've been on stage and knowing what Greg Simmons looks like, his fly was probably down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, when the, uh, the bachelor was looking for a new host, I have to say, I was thinking maybe Bill Tundle could have stepped yeah. in there. Yeah, that's the character that I played on a show called Burning Love, which was a Bachelor parody. So I was playing, you know, a Chris Harrison type uh, hosting that show. And it was super fun. I mean, it was super fun to just be that guy um, and just kind of slightly smarmy, slightly, but, but like, you know, having to pretend to be deeply invested in whatever's going on on this show. Um, it was really fun. And it was a funny show. No, I, and I brought this up with you before. I, that, that show doesn't get enough love, especially with all the great talent that was on that show and the cameos. But, yeah, you played that deadly serious, just uh, yeah. as straight as you could. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Well, I mean, because everybody else on the show is, is so funny, and there were so many characters. I mean, it was, I mean, who was on it? Like, uh, Camille Mangiani and Adam Scott and... Yeah, Natasha uh, Leggero and Ryan Natasha Hansen. Leggero. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Jennifer Aniston, is Michael Sarah, yeah, Michael Sarah, yeah, just so many hilarious people. Um, Kristen Bell's in it, uh, yeah, just great people. And and my job was just to kind of react. Yeah, you know what? Somebody, I was talking to somebody in there, and they said that, yo, oh yeah, Michael Ian Black, uh, Canadian, and and it, it, it's funny. I thought he's not Canadian. And I thought, well, it, I, I think, do you ever get lumped in with like, the kids in the hall? You're a Chicago guy, right? I get recognized more for being in Kids in the Hall than for <laughs> being in anything that I was actually in. So it's not just that guy, huh? No, constantly people are like, uh, it happened two days ago at the grocery store. A guy came up to me and said, hey, man, I love you so much. Loved Kids in the Hall. And at this point, <laughs> I just say thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I guess it's better than him saying you were great in To Catch a Predator. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Um, um, anything else we should know about in the works, uh, Michael? Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> no. Hopelessly unemployed. So you didn't learn Spanish or the guitar during the pandemic? I tried to learn guitar, like mm -hmm. a, a million other people. Mm -hmm. 
turns out I'm terrible at guitar. Turns out just banana bread, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Michael Ian Black. Check him out. Uh, um, you can go to uh, heliumcomedy.com for tickets. And uh, he's got a show tonight, two tomorrow, and two on Saturday down there on Southeast 9th there in Portland. And, uh, hey, Michael, you come back to San Francisco. We'd love to have you in studio again, man. Would love to be there. All right. Great stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Violent. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, Just let us know, and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 
That's 800-410-4771. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Ah, thank you for that. By the way, it is time for today's Bank of America Cash Rewards Player of the Day. Marcus Stroman, when he wasn't upset with people, he got on the bump and pitched one hit ball for eight innings, and the Mets cruised to a 7-0 win over the Cincinnati Reds. On Wednesday, Stroman gave up a leadoff line drive single to left by Aristides Aquino in the third inning, and little else. He struck out seven and walked one while giving New York's beleaguered bullpen precious rest going into today's off day. Stroman broke a six-game winless streak and improved to seven and eight. And that's today's Bank of America Cash Rewards Player of the Day. And I'll tell you this. I always say these names mean a lot. Now, like if you say your name is Aristides Aquino, I think the girls would go, woo, that's much better than Rick Tittle. Or I guess since it's, uh, you know, like, what's your name? Juan Lopez. All right. Yeah, how's it going? What's your name? Carlos Gonzalez. Oh, okay. What's your name? Aristides Aquino. I love that. It's like the example I like to give in uh, hockey is uh, Vincent Le Cavalier, Vincent the Horseman. <laughs> I am Vincent the Horseman. That sounds better uh, en français, Vincent Le Cavalier. And I'm telling you, if that guy walked into a bar and the girl's like, oh, hi, what's your name? And he's like, Tom Butt. Uh, what's your name? Vincent Le Cavalier. Uh, it wouldn't hurt if you're, you know, famous millionaire and handsome athlete. That, that helps as well. But, uh, yeah, I got to say, Aristides Aquino. Good job by the parents. That's better than Ask Drupal Aquino. Just, just saying. Rick, don't be a hater. Let's raise It's not racist. Ask Drupal to me, does not roll off the tongue like Aristides, the kind of the Greek god, Aristides Aquino. All right. Bank of America is like, what are you doing with our read, man? What are you doing with our player of the day? It's Marcus Stroman, man. All right. It's Marcus Stroh, man. I'm Rick Tittle. We got another two hours. Come on back on byline. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. As a $26 billion settlement over the cost of opioid deaths, some public health experts are citing missed opportunities for saving more lives. 
The settlement calls for drug maker Johnson & Johnson to pay up to $5 billion in addition to the billions from major national drug distribution companies. North Carolina Attorney General Josh Stein on an AP Zoom call. The $26 billion agreement will bring desperately needed resources home to each of our states, an estimated $750 million here in North Carolina to help people struggling with opioid use disorder find hope, freedom from addiction, and happiness. The Biden administration is deciding whether to formally urge vaccinated Americans to once again mask up as the country experiences an increase in the number of COVID-19 Delta variant. White House aides are in talks Thursday with officials from the CDC about proposed messaging to the public. USA Radio News. Nothing is more important than your vote. Now, lawmakers across America are pushing for election integrity to make sure your vote really counts. All this week, Newsmax's Sean Spicer and Lindsey Keith are exposing the flaws in our voting systems and how to fix them. Make sure you watch Spicer and Company tonight on Newsmax for the real truth about your vote and how Texas, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and more are in the crosshairs. Everyone is watching Newsmax. It's on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry it, call them, tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. And you can watch Newsmax on most streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. Plus, download the free Newsmax app on your phone and start watching now. Newsmax is your trusted news source. Every night, watch great shows, starting with Spicer and Company, Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield, Cortez and Pellegrino, and a lot more. Go to Newsmax for real news. Watch it today. Republicans are ready to fight on the side of the federal debt limit, warning Democrats that it will be up to them to avoid a default as President Biden pushes for trillions more in spending. GOP senators say they will not lift a finger to help Democrats raise the debt ceiling. The limit on how much debt the federal government can owe has been suspended for nearly two years after a bipartisan deal between President Trump and lawmakers. The Congressional Budget Office estimated Wednesday that the Treasury Department will most likely run out of cash in October or November. Since NASCAR is taking a break from racing because of the Olympics, driver Kurt Busch was asked by Motor Racing Network what sport he likes to watch during the timeout. For me, I'm an archery guy. That's my hidden talent. Um, I love to to go out and shoot the bow. Uh, But then a buddy of mine uh, that's teaching a friend of mine's son of BMX, Connor Fields. He's a monster athlete. He's qualified BMX, and I'm hoping that he brings home the gold. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. What's being described as a super spreader event, Texas House Democrats have left a trail of COVID-19 infections since leaving the state. Let's get an update with Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau. At least six Texas Democratic lawmakers that have fled the state to block an election reform bill have tested positive for coronavirus. Texas Republican Congressman Ronnie Jackson calls for those lawmakers to return to Texas. When their 10 days of quarantine are over and they get released from their hotel rooms in Washington, D.C., they need to go immediately back to the state of Texas and they need to fulfill their duties to the constituents there. They were voted and elected to, they voted in and elected to represent the constituents of Texas and they have completely
completely gaffed off that duty, and it's time for them to do their jobs. Those Texas Democratic lawmakers met with Senate Majority Leader and New York Democrat Senator Chuck Schumer, West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin, and Vice President Kamala Harris. Spokespersons for each say they aren't quarantining. Russia launched a long-delayed module for its segment of the International Space Station Wednesday. Reports are coming in it suffered technical problems after reaching orbit. Both Roscosmos and NASA said the module prematurely deployed its solar arrays and navigational antennas shortly after separating from the rocket. Neither agency has provided additional updates on the status. The module, 13 meters long and weighing more than 23,000 kilograms at launch, includes crew accommodations, attitude control systems for the station, research facilities, and cargo stowage. I'm Lance Pry. This is USA Radio News. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, my heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Another hour of your calls, coast to coast. Rick Tittle with you. That's me. Hey, how's it going? Who are you? Phil Leibowitz. How you doing, Phil? Call me up. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. You know, the, over the years we hear, oh, I don't want to go in the home run derby. It'll ruin my swing. Look at Bobby Abreu. Look at Josh Hamilton. That whole thing is a myth, right? Well, it's really a myth now because Juan Soto, the Nationals' Vundekind, he has a completely new story to tell. In his five games since the All-Star break, he has hit five home runs with two two-homer games. Going into the All-Star break, he had 11. He fixed his swing during the home run derby. He was hitting way too many ground balls before that. And remember, this is a guy who came in at 19. He went from A ball to the big leagues and was awesome. But he's been hitting way too many ground balls. And he said, it might be a mental thing, he said, I hope the home run derby will fix my swing. Yes. (laughs) He said, it might mess with the swing of all the guys that are locked in. 
but I think it's going to fix mine because I'm hitting too many ground ball. Balls, I hope it fixes my swing trying to put the ball in the air. That's what we've been trying the whole year, so I hope it fixes mine. And after these five games, he says, it just feels so much better now. I was thinking about it. It really helped me a little bit, get that feeling of how to put the ball in the air and everything. I tried everything I could in the first half, and the ball was still going on the ground. I think the derby helped me out big time. It's just kind of impressive, though, because I didn't realize how quickly it was going to help me out. To see those homers in this series, that was great for me. End quote. There. There it is. It helps. At least one guy. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Angie's List is now Angie. Summer is the perfect time to book your next home project. From lawn care to a new patio, Angie makes it simple to connect with pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, upfront pricing, and instantly book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Staples Connect has everything for back to school at amazing prices. Right now, Crayola 12-count colored pencils and 10 plus 2 Crayola marker bonus packs and Bic Round Stick Ballpoint Pen 10 packs are just 97 cents each. So you won't just be ready for school, you'll be prepared parent of the year ready. I just want to thank my family and Staples for making this possible. Visit your local Staples store or staples.com slash back to school today and get more than ready for school. Ends 918, limit 30 on Crayola. Bic Pens in store only. Titillating Sports 
with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome, he's a genius. Hey, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Mo Mandel coming up at 11.40. Uh, we got some NFL stuff to talk about, but I want to, uh, we'll do that next segment. I want to talk about a very surprising development in uh, baseball, and that is with Yarmin Mercedes, a 28-year-old rookie who had been one of the bigger stories of the baseball season earlier in the year for the Chicago White Sox, wearing number 73, Got the big, huge medallion around his neck. And apparently he has decided to retire from baseball. He was demoted to AAA and he went on Instagram last night. And he put, it's over. In big letters, just, it's over. And then he said, first of all, I want to thank God for giving me life to the fans that without them, I was nothing to my family for. There's no capillation, no punctuation like everyone does. We just have to figure it out ourselves. I hate it. Normally I wouldn't read it, but I am. First of all, I want to thank God for giving me life to the fans that without them, I was nothing to my family for understanding me and always supporting Daniel Shu for getting me ahead. And by the way, ask forgiveness to all those who offended fruit of my immaturity to the members of the radio, television and press to all the teams I participated by not tolerating the decisions of them to everyone who as a human being, eh, failed i apologize and thus i walked away from baseball for a while god bless you it's over that's tough to get through and you know what because he's esl i'm gonna give him a pass on that one but man uh what the hell happened to yermin mercedes what the hell happened well as i said when the season began, at the end of April, he was hitting 415. Once again, did you say 415? Yeah, 415, area code. 28-year-old rookie, five home runs, 34 hits in 22 games. 15 of those hits came in his first six games as an MLB player. He was the first player in the history of baseball to begin his career with eight straight hits. He was American League Rookie of the Month. But then May began. In May, he batted 221 with two home runs. And Tony La Russa touched off controversy, you might remember, when Mercedes homered on a 3-0 pitch from a position player in a blowout. And remember, he said, I got to do me, and the players got his back, and even pitchers got his back. And then people are like, LaRusso's an old man. He shouldn't be managing modern-day people. Well, then in June, he really dropped off the table. He hit 159. And so a couple weeks ago, the White Sox sent him down to AAA Charlotte. Where, by the way, he has been mashing 
at triple A, he's hitting three oh nine. At it's it's uh it's weird. But listen, after all those years, ten years, whatever, in the minors, and now you're going back, how frustrating is that? I, I get it. And Mercedes was originally acquired from the Orioles as a minor league Rule 5 guy from the, uh, as I mentioned, from Baltimore four years ago. So nine years in the minors, two stints in unaffiliated indie ball. So if this is his career, his career batting average is 270 with seven home runs and 65 hits in 69 games with Chicago White Sox. So right now, Gavin Sheets, speaking of the Orioles, the son of Larry Sheets, and Jake Berger are splitting time at DH. But here's the thing. They've got two of their best players coming back to the outfield. Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert. And this is all speculation now. Maybe someone told Mercedes, look, there's no way you're getting ahead of Robert and Jimenez, and we really like Sheets right now. So, um, yeah, you just haven't been getting it done. The, the whole thing about Mr. April, they said about Mike Davis, the baseball player, another football player with the Oakland A's. <clears throat> Great in April and stinky the rest of the year. But the thing is that I have noticed, especially as someone who's coached teenagers and little kids before, you can't put that fire into somebody. And I don't care how much talent you have. If you ain't into it, you ain't into it. You know? It's just like a relationship. Everything on paper, she's wonderful, she's beautiful, she's sweet, she's funny, and I'm not into her. Same thing with, oh, this guy is the best guy ever. He's a dentist. He's fun. <laughs> He's got cash. He's such a sweetheart. I'm not into him, says the girl. Whatever. You know what I mean? If you're not into it, you're not into it. And so for Mercedes to go back to AAA, hit 309, and then realize he's not going to get called up, he probably can't face it. Now, the thing is, his agent said, to paraphrase, I have no idea what's going on. He hasn't said anything to me. And... As I said, his English is not his first language, but that rambling text sounds like he's done. As I said, first of all, it just says really big, it's over, and then he gets into the the uh, the gist of it there. All right, uh, we got about two minutes from my man Charlie in New York. What's up, Charlie? Hey, Rick, what's going on, buddy? Um, baseball, real quick. I find it fascinating how some players, I was just thinking of Chris Davis, you were talking about uh, Mr. April, Mike Davidson, the name hit me. It's it's interesting how some guy can average 40-something home runs for three, four years in a row, and now, isn't he out of baseball now? Didn't Texas waive him or put him on uh, waivers? And, and he's, I don't know if he's hooked up with another team, but he's completely fallen off a cliff. I, I just find it fascinating how... Uh, some players like that go from from just you know a perennial home run hitter to out of baseball. 
It is fascinating when you look, and of course the thing we really love about KD is he had four seasons in a row where he hit two forty-seven, which was right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 42, 43, led everybody with 48, um, and then he hit 23, and then last year he hit two. And he didn't. And yeah, didn't play very many games. And this year he hit two. He batted like 150. And yeah, he's out there in the in the ether. I remember when uh, Brett Boone, the former Red and Mariner. Oh he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, MVP. he. Did he MVP play one year? Did yeah, he yeah. He yeah. Re, he retired and he came back to the Twins for spring training, and he couldn't hit anything in spring training and he said okay now i know i i can't do it anymore and you just get to a point unfortunately the old father times undefeated saying you just can't do it anymore for whatever reason well chris davis isn't old so is that is that i mean i assume you don't have is that a psycho is it is it confidence is it psychological like how do you go I think for for some people, remember he was a guy that had psychological problems with his throwing arm. He called it the beast. Yes. But yes, yes. but but you know he's thirty three. Maybe for him physiologically, thirty three is like fifty three. And it just ends like that. No, I just uh, I, I'm fascinated by that. Yeah. When you just fall off. The right. Because like if you that. think about it, it's it's two years in the making. It's not like he started stinking today. He stunk for two years. Yeah, I know. Last year he was terrible with the A's, and Texas. I remember reading that Texas, uh, you know, put him on, uh, you know, waivers or whatever, and and, and now he's just. Yeah, just anyway, it was just an observation because you, you talked about Mr. April, and it made me think of yeah of Chris Davis. All right, Rick, that's all I got, buddy. Hey, thanks for the call, Charlie. I appreciate it. It's Charlie's out there in Hell's Kitchen. I'm Rick Tittle. Open lines. Come on back at one eight hundred eight seven eight play. your dog is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is maybe they seem slow or lethargic and maybe they just don't have energy wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life pet joy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products if your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want just let us know and we'll make it right totally risk-free what do you have to lose you can't buy Pet Joy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? 
Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Teams have four attempts to move the ball 10 yards. So if you see a graphic on your screen that says first and 10, that means it's the team's first attempt to get 10 yards. crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. This is what had had happened. little comedy on the other side with Mo Mandel. Open uh, feature here. Is it really a feature, Rick? I don't know. Let's call it a segment. Um, how about this in the National Football League? Remember, we got through a whole season with the raging COVID-19 pandemic, and it wasn't pretty. Several instances of teams violating protocol and it led to outbreaks within clubs, especially the Titans and the Ravens. And the league had to scramble and reschedule some games and drawing lots of complaints from teams who felt that they were at a competitive disadvantage because they were playing the offending team. And, uh, you know, you had a wide receiver playing quarterback for the Broncos. And then you think, well, like they went clubbing and now we're exposed. Well, the league has notified all 32 clubs today that in the event a game cannot be rescheduled that stems from unvaccinated players, it'll be a forfeit and a loss tagged to their record, and the other team gets a win. That's usually how a forfeit works. And it will impact playoff seating. What's more is that the league isn't stopping there, but is making the offending team responsible for financial losses stemming from the canceled contest. And additionally, will be subject to direct punishment from Roger Goodell 
beyond those two penalties. That's the thing about when you vacate a win, the other team doesn't get a victory. It just never happened. You know, you your loss goes away, but you don't get a victory over it. So uh, this is going to, I like it, you know, and then you think about the one guy, you know, the guy in the Indians, <laughs> Clevenger, and then they're going to a club. The one guy who has to go to a strip club and then think about uh, not just the loss, but the financial ramifications. How about an entire gate? You know, the, the visiting team gets 50% of the gate. How many millions is that? It's going to be millions. And now this is if it can't be rescheduled. This isn't if, you, you know, you can't show up. This is if it just can't be rescheduled. Remember we had a situation where, was it the Cowboys are like playing three games in a week or whatever. Like they just, they don't want to have to like shove these things in. So um, from the commissioner's office, the quote is, if a club cannot play due to a COVID spike in vaccinated individuals, we will attempt to minimize the competitive and economic burden on both participating teams. Every club is obligated under the Constitution and bylaws to have its teams ready to play at the scheduled time and place. A failure to do so is deemed conduct detrimental. There is no right to postpone a game. Wow. He said in vaccinated individuals. So are they going to COVID test now people who are vaccinated? I don't know. But this is a complete about face from the acquiescence that the NFL did last year. And it's a huge push towards getting everyone vaccinated. And to that point, as I said, the the vaccinated individuals who test positive and are asymptomatic can come back to the team if they have two negative tests less than 24 hours apart. But if you're unvaccinated, you are banned for 10 days no matter what. So the message is crystal clear. If you want to compete for Super Bowl 56 without any added uh, adversities you got to take vaccinations very very seriously otherwise you got to deal with it if you have somebody who won't get vaccinated it's still just as an aside it's amazing to me that here we are in july of 2021 and we got to put masks back on because people don't want to get vaccinated it's it just it'll mess with my reproductive or look if everyone who's vaccinated in six months is dead because of it you were right but right now i'd rather go with the facts hmm deadly pandemic or getting a little shot that you don't even feel i'm afraid of needles aren't you more afraid of being in an oxygen tent ah it's just me 1-800-878-PLAY. You ain't got no alibi. We know you're ugly. Speaking of how about them cowboys? Two roommates at the University of Arkansas, both on the football team, were Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson, the JJ and JJ room. And there's no secret that those guys, they don't love each other. (laughs) And uh, Jimmy Johnson is going to be going into... uh, well, I should say, um, 
yeah, the, going into the Hall of Fame. And you think about the the fight through the adversity in the 90s when Jerry Jones bought the team and he fires Tom Landry. How could you do that? And he brings in the coach of University of Miami, Jimmy Johnson. How about them, Cowboys? Jerry Jones said when he bought the Cowboys, they were losing a million dollars a month. And they were thinking about relocation. I don't remember that, honestly. I'm not saying he's wrong. But his first season, 1-15. in 15. Remember that? Troy Aikman getting beat to a pulp. And then Jimmy Johnson said we kept the wrong quarterback. But that bombshell trade that Jerry Jones did by trading Herschel Walker to the Vikings and getting all his players and all his draft picks, and they, of course, pushed on, and Johnson got those two Super Bowls. The last one, of course, was from Mr. Oklahoma himself. But if you think about the toxic divorce that these guys had before Switzer was brought in, Jimmy Johnson kept keeping that thing from derailing, the the meddling, the meddling. And remember when Jerry Jones said, I could coach this team, just kept Staying away, staying away. And then Johnson finally quit. He Remember, he was not fired. He quit. And the Cowboys haven't been the same outside of that Switzer team. And Jones has uh, apparently shouldered the blame for that because he's now out there in Oxnard getting ready for camp. <clears throat> and Jones got a little emotional about it, saying the idea of being a part and coming back to training camp goes to my mind. And, of course, Jimmy was involved back in those days. All of that comes to mind when I think of those times. We actually were here together four and a half years, and I had known him for 10 to 15 years before that or 20 years before that and thought the world of him, or he wouldn't have been the coach of the Cowboys. So someone asked him about Switzer. He said, when I look back at the time that we got to enjoy and what happened to us during that time, I go back to what Barry Switzer said. Barry Switzer came into my office and Jimmy had just left. Barry came down from Norman, Oklahoma to talk about getting the job. And he comes in and he says, where's Jimmy? Now, Barry had coached us both. He said, where's Jimmy? I said, Jimmy's gone. He said, well, that's not right. Get him. Get him in here. Where's Jimmy? And I said, Barry, Jimmy's gone. We're sitting here talking about you being the coach. I said, what in the world are you so anxious to talk to Jimmy about? He said, I just want to get you, both you little a-holes on this couch and, and ask you how both of you could have effed this up. That's very uh, insightful. I mean, Jones did not reveal any of that at the time. But Jones did say, well, I just think of those great times. Jimmy's a great coach. Ridiculous, my role. It was my job to keep it together. It was my job. Should have had the deference to something that was working good. Those are the things that come to mind. We had a great run of it. He's a great coach, and I'm proud to have him as a friend, and I'm proud to have the times we had. It was just a great experience. Wow. So he was asked a couple more questions, and Jones concluded, I have never been able to know why I effed it up. No, I can't answer those questions. This is wild, by the way, if you didn't know. He's still the owner of the team. <laughs> he's still the owner of the team. And he's openly lamenting ruining the 
Jimmy Johnson era in Dallas. But I tell you what, it's it's good because usually Jerry Jones is like, oh, we we're excited about that. We're excited about uh, Quincy. He's going to be a great quarterback for us. You know, it's just usually stuff like that. So it's actually pretty good stuff. And uh, it's uh, it's true and insightful and real. All right, we'll do a little comedy on this side. Come on back. Who's watching? Tell me who's watching. Who's watching me? Hi, this is Ron Barr, and I've got great news for anyone suffering from ongoing pain due to aging, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living. Relief Factor is a 100% research-based formula that was created to combat the root causes of inflammation. Relief Factor is designed to address sore muscles, stiff joints, aches, and the general discomfort you may feel. There are four key ingredients, and each approaches the body's natural inflammatory response function from a different metabolic pathway. And they've got something special for Sports Byline Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just $19.95. That's only 95 cents a day. Head to relieffactor.com or call 1-800-500-8384. Relief Factor helps to support a healthy response to inflammation and decreases discomfort from the effects of daily living. And you can get yours at relieffactor.com or by calling 1-800-500-8384. Your life, your freedom. Get back to living at relieffactor.com. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Can I be real with you right now? I mean, like, really, really real? Yes. I just thought about going out there for the second half 
and a little bit of pee came out. Rick Tittle, you done broke my heart, but I still take you back. You hella fine. Girl, you got to get in line. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces Radio Network. Uh, Our good friend, comedian Mo Mandel, is back in town here in San Francisco. He's at the world famous uh, Punchline. And uh, he's got uh, shows tonight, tomorrow, Saturday as uh, well. And uh, Mo, my man, how have you been doing? Uh, and 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 how how hard is it to work on a, a fresh hour when during the pandemic you couldn't really run it outside of a, a Zoom or two, right? Yeah. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me back. It is definitely you know I'm just going to annoy my wife with like all my new material ideas. <laughs> I just sort of that's how we do our dinners. Uh, she eats while I sort of pace around with a fork as a microphone and just sort of run my jokes on her. And she's loving it. Well, that's the thing. It's like you could either have somebody who will hate everything and roll their eyes or love everything. But with your wife, you're getting a pretty good. She will tell you what stinks and what's what's great. Yeah, no, she is not the easiest uh, crowd. So something's not hitting. She's going she's gonna to withhold sex until I understand that the <laughs> jokes need some work. <laughs> so effective. So uh, for you, like when you go back into that, I talk about the punchline and of course, it, you know, as we talked before, it almost went into a new location and you think about Robin Williams and Carvey and Chappelle and all the people that have been in there. Does it kind of feel like, wow, it feels like a million years since I was here or is it just like riding a bike? You feel like, man, I was just here. Um, it definitely, it felt like a little while when I walked up to the place, but then once I was on stage, I was like, oh yeah, I completely remember this. I mean, that's probably where I've been on stage more than almost any other club. And so I just, you just know it so well, you know what it feels like to, you know, deal with all the aspects of the room and stuff. So, uh, but I will say crowds seem like just around the country seem a little wilder than before before. Like every weekend I have some sort of crazy heckling incident or just even if people are enjoying themselves people are just like a little drunker than usual so it's like, it doesn't matter which club you go to it's like there's something people are still getting their sea legs back about how to like you know be out of the out of their apartment no doubt heckling is sky high and i think other people is for comedians you can get thrown by people who think they're not heckling the people who go whoa yeah you got that right preach brother that throws you too doesn't it yeah, oh yeah, there's definitely the people who think they're just helping the show. <laughs> that that happens quite a bit as well. <laughs> I guess I prefer that more than a you suck, but you know, it's still pretty annoying. <laughs> um, you're writing for uh, Theo Vaughn's uh, Man Up pilot, and um, Theo, you know, it, it's funny, you can get a New Orleans, Louisiana, and then you can get kind of a backwoods guy like Theo, who's who's so funny. But I was thinking, any similarities from where he grew up to Boonville, California? 
Yeah, I mean, when I grew up and where he grew up, I mean, definitely. It's funny. I always joke around with him, like because Theo, you know, his he where the way he describes where he's from, it it sounds so rural, and it sure was rural. It is rural, but where I grew up, like way more rural. But I guess because it's in California, it just doesn't quite have the same sort of thing. But like I grew up on like a real dirt road, and you know, like very much like cows walking around the road, but. Um, so I think in that sense it's probably similar, but yeah, the way Theo describes his own down to something like out of a Mark Twain novel or something, it's just like completely <laughs> crazy. And that might be the difference between the South and California. Yeah, like I wonder what uh, what do you have like? Do you have like the Rambler and Cecilia's or what are them restaurants up there? Uh, one by the General Store, <laughs> Lawrence, is that it? Yeah, Lawrence, good and good. Yeah, there you go. We got like three restaurants. Yeah. It's uh, Slim Pickens on date night up there in North California. <laughs> Slim Pickens on date night. But it, it's a sweet little town. No doubt about it. On the way to Mendocino, a lot of people go through Boonville. Um, you know, it's funny. when I, I, I went to St. Mary's College here, and and they've asked me back to, like, you know, be a guest teacher or whatever for a night. And I always think the kids would be like, you know, because whenever we had anyone in the media when I was in school there, we'd be like, what's it like? What's it like? I go back there, and no one knows who I am. I, I always thought they'd I'd get a little more love, you know, working the A's and Raider games and everything. Oh, dude, no. So for the, I bring that up because when you go back to Boonville, do they bow down or do they like never heard of them? No, they don't. Certainly don't bow down. <laughs> They're like, oh, I saw you on that show. Yeah, I didn't really like it. Like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, I think some love of the, I guess, like you know, my generation, but. For people of my parents' generation, they never really, they're never really probably staying awake long enough to watch any TV show I'm on. And then young people don't think anybody's cool unless you're like on TikTok. So, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess. But I will. It, it's funny that, like, you, there was a time when I had recently moved to LA from, you know, from San Francisco. The first, like, 10 years, I felt like that I had, like, a real kind of notoriety amongst the comedians up in San Francisco, the new class, they knew the guys down in L.A. who had, who had moved on and were working. But now I feel like they don't. Now I feel like I'll meet people from San Francisco and be like, oh, I didn't know you were from San Francisco. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> They've already moved on to the next class. Yeah. So it last... Makes sense. It's been a while. Yeah. And by the way, we're speaking with Mo Mandel. He's at the world-famous Punchline tonight, tomorrow, Saturday. When we had you on, we were talking about because uh, I, I, you know, preview all the Discovery Channel show, and and we had you on not as a, a stand up, but as a host. You had the small town throwdown. How'd that go? It went great. You know, unfortunately, I think COVID. I mean, that was like our special that they were going to use as a pilot. I think COVID kind of killed it because you know the show did great, but then it was like we couldn't do it. And I don't even know if we could still do it. You know, right now people are still masking up in certain places, so. It just kind of, I think it was a victim of, of, of what was going on, unfortunately. You know, I think it's too so interesting about comedy is that, you know, when I was growing up as a kid in the 70s, and if you could just get on Carson, and of course that turned into to Letterman, and now, I mean, you could do a Fallon or a Kimmel, but that's nothing compared to what you'd get from doing Marin or Joe Rogan or like when you went on Adam Carolla. I mean, that's that's where the people are. Isn't that funny? It's very funny, especially because I perform next to Marin and Reagan all the time at a comedy store, and you're just like, God, you're literally just like one inviting me onto your podcast away from like changing my life financially. You know what I mean? And we're talking to each other every night. 
But so far, you've never been like, hey, why don't you come on my show? You know what I mean? You're just waiting for that. So it's kind of weird. It's definitely weird. I was at the store right before the pandemic hit, and Marin was the last guy, and he came out, and he pulled up a stool, and he sat down, and he says, well, I know you guys are having fun, and you're going to tell people the show was great until that old guy with the glasses came out, and... He was just, <laughs> the whole thing was yeah. lamenting his life. I mean, it's, uh, and I guess when he interviews uh, people too, I mean, it's just, uh, it's kind of that style. So for you, when you go on the, you, you do the pods, do you kind of adjust to the host or you just try to stay on this, the same old guy? Yeah, man, you got to do whoever you are, you know, there's no point not doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's so funny that he, he uh, I just saw him this week and he, yeah, it was the same, man. He's hilarious. He's like one of my favorites. I always feel like I describe myself as like Mark Barron on steroids. (laughs) Because I feel like we have a lot of the. uh, Whenever I watch Barron, I just like, I love the material on steroids. But I guess I always feel like I'm like, oh, this is kind of like. I I go into a lot of these same areas, you know what I mean? But he somehow is able to approach it much more. I think it's thoughtful. Right. Away, we can kind of mine it more. But our, our minds are similar in certain ways, for sure. I, I've often talked to people like, oh, you know, I kind of do a similar thing. I think maybe what I was getting at with that last question, too, is like when you did the Burt cast with Kreischer, did you take off your shirt and have some edibles oh. and drink a case of PBR? <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably should have, though. No. Probably should have. <laughs> So what's it like when, uh, as I said, you know, when you're, when you're in the writer's room, that's a completely different thing um, than, than, than being a stand-up. And we know there are some brilliant, brilliant writers who can't do stand-up. And then there are stand-up guys, they, they just can't take that little room. So how, how, how are you able to be successful doing both those things? Yeah, it's a different thing, you know. I mean, you definitely have to be more collaborative when you're in the writer's room, you know. It's just like, it's not just the, the you talk all the time show like stand-up is. So, it's kind of good, you know. It's a healthy uh, humility-er, humilitifier. <laughs> Makes you a little more humble. I don't know how to say it. Humbler? Because you have to kind of, you realize you don't always have the funniest thing to say. You don't always have the best, you know, the best take on things. So, it's... uh it is uh, kind of good, I think. Although it is, it's funny because, like, yeah, a lot of writers are not funny in person, which is weird. Yeah, no, I know. It's so true. Um, uh, last hour I had uh, Michael Ian Black on the show, and I was asking him if, if he has anything in the hopper outside of stand-up, and he says absolutely nothing. So I, because of the pandemic, I know it's hard to cobble these things together, These whether it's just a side hustle or a big you know movie or something. So how about you? Anything going on besides the stand-up? Yeah, I've got a couple movies in development uh, that I've I sold one last year that's being, uh, you know, packaged up with producers now. And then I sold, or I got one option that we have a director who's like, you know, hopefully attached to something, doing like multiple rewrites of these, these two projects that I got set up. So hoping one of those bad boys takes off. Although I think Michael Ian Black's probably lying to you. I'm sure he's got 75 <laughs> things going on. Based on how that, career, that guy's career has always been. Can you mention the names, or are these still embargoed? No, they're still embargoed, but they're both like, you know, big kind of broad comedies. They're not broad, but just like, you know, kind of mainstream comedies. So, yeah, that's what I spent the pandemic doing, just writing screenplays. And so, made some some last rides on that. So, I'm hoping those things happen before the next pandemic. Congratulations. Last question for you. I remember Mark Norman telling me about, you know, he was trying to pitch an idea about, you know, his lifestyle. He grew up in a 
poor area of New Orleans, and he had a cross-dressing African-American nanny, and he thought it would be good, and he pitched it to every network, every streaming service, and it's the same thing. He'd fly to L.A., and they'd roll their eyes and pretend like they were interested. What's that like when you go to those pitch meetings? Well, now it's pitching someone on Zoom, which is totally bizarre. Mm-hmm. I had one this week, and it's like it's very weird. You're like pitching someone on Zoom. You can hear their kid in the background. You know, it's just like I feel like it's even harder now because there's just like a million distractions for for everybody that you're talking to, and you can see five different people at the same time in these little windows, and they're all doing something different. So, yeah, it's a weird dance, man. It's a weird dance. I mean, Mark Norman's so so famous now. I'm sure he could sell whatever he wants. I'm, you know, I would think. He's got a huge career at this point, but it's, uh, you know, it's tricky. It's tricky. It's all about what that network wants at that time. And so sometimes it's not even your idea. It's just like, it just doesn't happen to be what their, their right. initiative is. And they do know? not, apparently, according to him, they do not want any more straight white men. They do not want any of that <laughs> right well, now. I hope he's wrong about that. Or I'm <laughs> couple of movies in the hopper. You can see him at the punchline tonight, right down here on Battery Street, or tomorrow, or the day after that. And, of course, uh, check out all his dates and everything else at MoMandel.com. Mo, thanks for coming on, man, and uh, let's catch up soon. Yes, sir. All right, take care, Rick. All Bye. right. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Byline. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. 
I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I, I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Well, I might as well tell you now. You lot may all be internationals and have won all the domestic honours there are to win under Don Revy. But as far as I'm concerned, the first thing you can do for me is to chuck all your medals and all your caps and all your pots and all your pans into the biggest flipping dustbin you can find. Because you've never won any of them fairly. You've done it all by blooming cheating. Tittle was selected at random from the phone book to host this show. Oh, man, that's some messed up stuff. All right. If you want to know how normalized uh, gambling is uh, nowadays in sports, and remember, it used to be that, you know, like, oh, my gosh, uh, Willie Mays has said hello at a casino. What happened? Oh, Paul Horning was shaking hands outside of uh, the Sands. Oh, no, you're banned. Uh, It's a lot different now. And we've entered new territory today because apparently now the Louisiana Superdome, which I went to, Super Bowl 15, is now going to be Caesars Superdome. That's right. And uh, the official statement, this approval was a procedural step in securing naming rights, and now we move on to finalize our partnership agreement, and we will have a formal announcement. Now... It was known for a while as the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. You remember that? But it's a lot different when you put a Las Vegas casino name right smack dab on the side of it. Do I care one way or another? Nah. It doesn't affect me, but people who think that gambling is, of course, the worst thing in the history of mankind will probably be flabbergasted. But listen, uh, you know, even what Adam Silver said, you can make a bet from your phone. We got to keep up with all that. Oh, they're keeping up. Caesars Superdome. I'm Rick Tuttle. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Got a little Jan Wall right here on Sports Byline. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.